It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, August 25th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians uh, had a long day. Uh, it was a, a damp day at the ballpark, a gloomy day at the ballpark, uh, and they wound up uh, losing uh, both the continuation of the suspended game from Wednesday night and the uh, regularly scheduled getaway game on Thursday to the Dodgers. The Dodgers compiled 29 hits over the two games uh, and wound up beating uh, the Guardians in both. Uh, not technically not a doubleheader, I guess. Can't say that, but uh, they it was the first time a game had been uh, resumed uh, for the Guardians since 2014 uh, against Kansas City. And uh, the first time it happened uh, in Cleveland, uh, with both ends of it being in Cleveland since uh, 1994. So I uh, haven't seen anything like that in a while. And uh Afterwards, sure hope we don't see anything like that again because uh, it was it was no fun if you're a Guardians fan watching uh, watching the Dodgers do what they did offensively. Yeah, you can see why the Dodgers what have 11, 12 game lead in the in the NL West. I mean they are loaded. I mean even with all their injuries, that is a dangerous club, especially those top four or five hitters, Joe. I mean you saw them in person. What did uh, what was your take on Mookie uh, Mookie Betts and uh, and Freeman? Well, there was there was nowhere you could put a ball that Mookie Betts couldn't get to and couldn't hit hard, and and he did it uh, consistently. I think he compiled ten hits in the series, which is you know that's a week for some players on the Guardians roster, uh, and he 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 just looked like he was in complete command when he stepped into the batter's box, even when he was behind in the count. Uh, and and there was a a time there was a moment in the the second game yesterday where Gavin Williams had him had him down o two and put a ball at the bottom of the zone right over the plate, and he didn't get the call. Uh, and, and you know, two pitches later, Mookie Betts had a double. And it, it's it's hard enough to get a guy like that out when, you know, you, you aren't making pitches, but when you do make your pitch and, and you, you should get the call and you didn't, I think that was kind of frustrating as well. Uh, that sort of led to the four-run inning that put the game away uh, in the second half yesterday. So, uh Mookie Betts was outstanding. Freddie Freeman, uh, uh, you know, you could see why he was making plays at first base all over the place. And uh, and really just sort of him in that two hole is is really a, a great compliment to Mookie Betts. And then you get Max Muncy up there and, and Kike Hernandez uh, had a big game in, in the second game as well. Uh, just uh, a lot of firepower in that uh, Dodgers offense. And then you add in 
Ahmed Rosario coming off the bench and playing, uh, you know, as a, as a role player. And of course, Ahmed Rosario hits a triple because that's what Ahmed Rosario does. Uh, and, and he just looks like he's fit and bought in and, and done exactly what the, uh, the Dodgers need him to do. Yeah, that, that was, uh, that was kind of an exhibition of how to play the game. Uh, Jason Hayward's making diving catches in right field. I mean, you know, you can tell when a team is hot and when the, and, and when when their opponent is going in the other direction. And it, it's just when it happens like that, you know, you just there's no there's nothing the Guardians could have done yesterday to win one of those games, let alone two. I mean, it just you know the momentum is they're like ships passing in the night. One's going you know over Niagara Falls and one is going you know you know, headed toward, uh, you know, the city of gold. I don't know, but it, it was, there was two teams going in opposite directions right there. Well, and, and don't overlook the job that the, uh, the Dodgers bullpen did, uh, especially in the continuation of Wednesday's game that, that picked up at noon on, on Thursday. Uh, you know, they came out and went with a, a full on bullpen, uh, game and they had guys, uh, you know, Ryan Yarbrough, guys like that that came out and, and really controlled things. Uh, didn't really give a chance, give the uh, the Guardians' offense a chance to get up off the mat. And, and when uh, Cleveland did get runners in scoring position, uh, it was it was the same old story. You had uh, you know uh, strikeout, strikeout, pop out, and 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 you know short circuited any chance for a rally, uh, especially uh, there in the middle of the order where you had guys like uh, you know Tyler Freeman, Brian Rocchio, Gabriel Arias. Uh, you didn't really uh, put up good at bats at at times when they needed to. Uh, Brian Rocchio in between games of the uh, again not doubleheader but the uh, in between the resumed game and the uh, the regularly scheduled game was actually sent down to Columbus uh, and they activated Cam Gallagher off the concussion protocol uh, the injured list. So uh, the roster makeup is a is a little bit interesting right now. I think with uh, you know, three full-time catchers on there, uh, and David Fry uh, getting ready to head out for a, a, a rehab assignment. Yeah, Joe, I, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't I don't think they're going to stay with four catchers when Fry is ready to come back. You know, I think uh, that was explained to Eric Haas when you know they claimed him off waivers from the Tigers that this could be a short stay. Uh, Terry Francona said, you know. Um, uh, Antonetti, Chris Antonetti was very upfront with him. I think he knows what he was getting into. Uh, but we'll have to see. Who knows, man? But we've seen stranger things this year. And, and Rocchio, to me, uh, uh, Joe, um, he, uh, four for, tw- four for his last 24 at bats, 22K. I mean, overall, 22 strikeouts in, in, and three walks. I think this is a kid that kind of needed to go down and play every day at, at Columbus. Yeah, and you know there were certainly uh, moments that that he showed where where almost you know that he belonged and that you know he could he could do it at the major league level. Uh, he just needs a little more consistency. It's a big word for for Tito there, uh, and I think he'll get that uh, as he develops more uh, at the AAA level. I think next year is more along the lines of when they're looking at Brian Rocchio, uh, and they got to figure out if Gabriel Arias can hit. He comes through with a. A 425-foot home run uh, was too little too late in the eighth inning uh, on Thursday. But, uh, you know, you keep going back to what Tito says. He's gifted and talented defensively. You just got to figure out if there's a major league hitter in there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, and... You know, when I, I liked what you were saying when you were going over the middle of the the Guardians lineup 
I mean, Gonzalez, Haas, Freeman, areas of guys like that, you know, those guys aren't middle of the order hitters, you know, and do they have a middle of the order hitter except for Jose Ramirez? And, you know, it's yeah, just, he's, on the, uh, he's on the injured list. It's Josh Naylor, but go ahead. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, I would, you know, Rokio did hit 242 during his stay here. Or, you know, it's, well, I think he's what he's been up like five times. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's encouraging. So hopefully, you know, he goes down, he gets, he gets his, you know, his swing back and uh, who knows, maybe we'll see him before the year's done. That's it's a possibility uh, right now with this upcoming road trip, I think is what's going to determine how much of Brian Rocchio we see or any other, uh, you know, young player that, that maybe they need to get a look at at some point uh, because this, this trip to Toronto and Minnesota uh, being six games out and, uh, you know, you're going to face the Twins head-to-head three times. Uh, if if you're within striking distance by the time you get to Minnesota and can maybe sweep that series, uh, you know, then things are different. But but right now uh, it, it's going to be hard to justify not playing some rookies in those those positions uh, if if you're more than six games out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, they don't have anybody else to play besides rookies, do they? I mean, this this lineup is like is you know. Well, why are you giving Why are you giving Ramon Laureano and and Cole yeah. Calhoun at bats? I guess is 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 the yeah. question everybody's asking. So if you're going to go that way, go that way, and and you know, give those at bats to Oscar Gonzalez, or you know, let him play in the outfield and and produce ways. It, it's just it, that's the message you're going to send if if you don't do that. So I, I, I don't know. It, it's tough at this point until you get past this next week of games. I think yeah. uh, uh, you can't really justify doing that. And then even when they get past Toronto and Minnesota, then they come home and they got three with Tampa Bay and three more with the twins. So, you know, you, this, that stretch of what, 12 games, you know, we're going to know what one way or the other, where, where they stand when it's over. That's yeah, certainly the case. Uh, I want to remind our, our listeners, uh, subtext is the best way to get uh, instant updates on who's coming and who's going and who's coming back. Uh, and uh, and apparently also a great way to get updates on what uh, what games are suspended and rained out and who's, <laughs> when we're playing as well, because we had a good time uh, texting our subscribers uh, updates on the rainout situations over the last couple of days. Uh, Hoinsey, I've never been a part of a, a game that was suspended one night and then uh, interrupted by rain the next day when you tried to pick it up the you know uh, with with only six more outs to to go in the game they they pulled that tarp in the ninth inning and I think everybody's just soul was defeated at that point in the press box uh, when they saw that tarp come out. Another Joe, uh, the, <laughs> no, Joe, another hour and a half delay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the, the subtext uh, our subtext subscribers had to think you were Dick Goddard, you know, no. when you were giving them so many weather updates. Yeah, that's exactly what they think of when they think of me is uh, is Dick Goddard without pretty much without the Goddard uh, without I, the Woolly Bears. Yeah, there you go. Um, but our subtext subscribers are great. Yeah, it's a great time talking back and forth with them. Two one six two zero eight four three four six. Send a text message uh, to that uh, number and it'll get you hooked up and signed up with subtext uh, three ninety nine a month uh, for our listeners and. Uh, you can go to cleveland.com slash subtext to subscribe as well. Uh, we'd love to, to hear from you on subtext. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, uh, we talked about this, this big series coming up with the, uh, the Blue Jays, uh, in Toronto. Um, what, uh, what, what can the, the guardians expect, 
uh, as they head up there. I know they can't expect any rainouts because of the dome, but other than that, what are we looking forward to out of this series with the uh, the Guardians and the the Blue Jays? Well, I think you know you're probably looking at a desperate uh, Blue Jay team. Uh, you know, they I think uh, they're they're coming off a loss. Uh, they're what one maybe two games out of that third third wild card spot. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, they're coming off and, you know, the last time these two teams met, you know, they had a really a frustrating series. They could have won that series, but they ended up splitting the four game series with Cleveland. They left what they they left a small village on on base <laughs> every game. I mean, they were just terrible with runners in scoring position. So I would think uh, you're going to see you're going to see kind of a, a fired up, not a fired up Toronto team, but a, 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 a Toronto team that has to win, Joe. I mean, and uh, so this is going to be really a good test for Cleveland. Yeah, and they've got Bo Bichette back, so that changes their uh, their lineup a little bit as well. It gives them a little bit more firepower at the shortstop position. Uh, but, you know, maybe Cleveland goes in with a little bit of confidence because of those those two games they were able to win against them uh, when they were in Cleveland. And, you know, maybe the Guardians uh, pitchers realize that, that this lineup can be pitched to and they, they can work around some things. Uh, I think it's just going to be a matter of uh, can they hit enough, can they produce enough runs, uh, to uh, to win games if the the pitching comes through for them. Yeah, you know, Bybee and and Syndergaard are going. You know, on uh, you know, the, Bybee's opening the, the series tonight. Syndergaard will close it Sunday. Both those guys got wins over uh, Toronto. You know, in Cleveland, and uh, they were impressive. I think they only allowed like one run in twelve and two third innings combined. So uh, you know, they 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 pitch well against these guys. Allen's is going in the middle series, and uh, you know. Uh, so it, you know, it's a good series. It's a good test, and uh, you know, I think, I, you know, I, I just don't know which is the most de- desperate team, Cleveland or uh, or the or the Blue Jays. Speaking of desperate teams, and just to to shift away and and uh, do a little more of a, a league focus here, uh, what do you make of the situation in Chicago right now? Uh, Ken Hill and Rick Hahn have been fired. The uh, the owner Jerry Reinsdorf is is maybe looking to to pull the team out and head to Nashville. Uh, I, this is harkening back to uh, the 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 90s when they they built a they built the new ballpark there because he basically told them that he was going to move the team out of town. Uh, what uh, what do you make of the situation in Chicago and and is this a a, a sleeping giant that's you know they they need some some changes over there uh, to get things going. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Reinsdorf made the changes with uh, Kenny Williams and Hand getting uh, fired. Um, you know, <laughs> what, what do you think Pedro Grafal is thinking right now? Like he's the last man standing. He knows the the front office changing. He the the team could be leaving town, and I, he's got to wonder where he stands. I would yeah, imagine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be making any house payments right <laughs> yeah, now if I were Pedro right. Grafal. And, you know, and I re- I saw a tweet from Bob Nightingale that Tony LaRusso might be coming back as a consultant to Reinsdorf. Those two are thick as thieves. So who knows what's going on? I just I, I think LaRusso has had enough of being on the field, though. I don't think he's going to go back to managing. But uh, that's a mess right there, Joe. You know, talented team. 
I think I, I can't see them leaving Chicago. They're still dry. You know, they're still drawing well there. I would be stunned if they left Chicago. I really would. Um, but, uh, you know, everything else is, is on the, you know, is on the table. I think, you know, you, yeah. they've got to make, they've got to really reinvigorate that front office. They've got to get some people with fresh ideas in there, bring some people from the outside and, uh, you know, try to, try to get it back on track because, you know, the talent is there. Some of that talent is, is still good, but you've, they've got to be motivated. And obviously this year they were not motivated. Yeah. It's not like they lack resources. It's, it's the organization that, that needs to change and, and put the, the players in a position to, to be held accountable, first of all, which it doesn't sound like that was the case. And, and, uh, on top of that, it's to, to put them in position to succeed. I don't think that's, uh, that's been the case for a while. Uh, and yeah, don't expect Pedro Gafal to, to, to survive the end of the year. I, I really don't. So, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's one thing that the, the Guardians haven't really had to worry about was, you know, all the buildup and all these, these moves that Chicago had made throughout the last few years. Uh, they never really materialized as a contender to push the other two teams in the central, uh, at the top. Uh, now you, you've got to worry about Detroit actually passing up Cleveland, uh, because they seem like they're uh, they're hitting their stride in terms of the young uh, the young offense that they've got. They just have no pitching. Yeah, they they're 58 and 69 right now, Joe. They're a game and a half out of third uh, second place, so they're breathing down uh, Cleveland's neck. I would not be surprised if they ended up in second place. I you know I mean obviously these next 12 games are going to have a huge impact on Cleveland. But the Tigers are coming on a little bit, and like you said, they've got a they've got an offense, you know, that's young, powerful. I mean, they can hit the ball out of the park, and uh, it's that's uh, you know it's going to be they're they coming on. They're going to be a team to watch next year. Yeah, I I need to go back and, and find the podcast that we did, you know, preseason where I said that the uh, the Tigers might be more of a threat from behind to Cleveland than. Uh, Minnesota might be in front and uh, you know that certainly is coming true at, at this point in the season uh, speaking of threats uh, threat to win the uh, the MVP and the Cy Young Award uh, at the same time uh, is Shohei Otani however uh, one of those statements uh, no longer true uh, Otani has a tear in his uh, UCL and his throwing arm and will be shut down from pitching but I guess he's still going to uh, serve as the DH. He's still going to hit. He's still going to uh, go out there and play um, for the uh, the Angels. How does that uh, impact his pending free agency? Uh, does this make him less likely to maybe uh, you know depart for greener pastures? Uh, does the guy who you know at one time this season you could have put a blank check in front of him for anywhere in the in, in the league and and that would have been the the sensible play? Uh, is is he uh, now limited in his options? Maybe. Yeah, Joe. This is uh, you know the best story in baseball just turned into a huge question mark. I mean, what do you do with this guy? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, he's 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 not going to be a two way player. You know, he's not going to be that. You know, he's not going to be a, a young Babe Ruth where he can pitch and hit home runs at the same time. Not with a you know a torn uh, UCL. Looking at his what second Tommy John surgery in the, in a matter of what five six years with mm-hmm. the Angels, um, you know, and and you, people don't bounce back from that second one as, as easily as easily as you do in the first. 
Um, I, I still think he's going to be a huge draw. Maybe this helps him stay in, in Anaheim and um, gives the Angels a better chance to keep him if, you know, if he's, you know, if he's just one dimensional now. Or uh, does, you know, I still think people are going to be knocking on his door as an offensive player, but certainly it takes the luster off his uh, just an incredible, you know, his incredible potential, I guess. Uh, I think offensively, he's still uh, a headline, you know, top of the, the free agent class. You know, he is the, uh, the the marquee player in that class and, and would sign for the biggest contract in baseball history, uh, even without the pitching aspect of things. Uh, my but Joe, he can't, he can't play a position. You know, he's not going to be able to play. You, you're only going to be able to DH him. Do you, do you give that guy all that money just for a DH? I still think you do. I, I think you do because eventually he is going to be able to come back and play first base or, or wherever. And uh, even if he never pay, uh, steps on the mound again, he's still worth that kind of money for what he can do in the box. Yeah, I, I, I got to believe that. I, I, I've you've seen what he could, he's what forty five home runs already, and he's 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 certainly worth that money at least in my mind. Uh, you know, five hundred million is still not off the table uh in in a lot of ways and there are teams that will pay it um as far as what this means for him if he does want to continue to try and do a you know play both ways and uh have the surgery and come back and be a pitcher at some point um down the line does it change his role is he a starting pitcher is he an opener is he a closer what could he do if he comes back uh, uh to the mound uh after another surgery yeah, you, you know, that's a great point. I was listening to MLB uh, on Sirius coming up here to, to to Toronto, and Eddie Eduardo Perez was saying that he'd make him a closer. Now I don't mm-hmm. know if I don't know if you could like if you're a DH and you're 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 scheduled to hit in the top of the ninth and where what do you do and you're going to pitch in the bottom of the ninth close the game out or or do you uh, pitch hit and go to run out to the bullpen and warm up I don't know that could yeah. be an interesting scenario the the logistics of it uh, seem interesting about that but. Uh, you know, if if you're if you're a closer and you do your job, it's not like you have to stay in the game after that. You know, you, you get three outs and the game's over. So uh, I would I don't know. I, I think uh, it, it, you got to you got to manage creatively if that's going to be the case. And uh, you might want to find uh, he had a creative manager at some point. Joe, Joe Madden was there. This would be uh, the time for for something like that to, to happen where uh, you need to mind like Joe Madden's in order to to, to make it work. Uh, all right. Uh, a couple of housekeeping notes, uh, just before we get going here. Um, the guardians yesterday announced that John Adams, uh, in, in, they wore a, a patch on the anniversary of the 50th anniversary of, uh, him banging his drum at old municipal stadium. Uh, they announced that the bleachers at progressive field will be renamed on opening day next year. The John Adams bleachers, uh, which will be, uh, you know, a fitting tribute uh, to one of the, the greatest Cleveland baseball fans ever. Uh, and that the the original drum is headed to Cooperstown. Uh, it's currently in the, the Guardians sort of a museum there at the ballpark. But all of that's getting uh, shut down and torn out with the, the renovations that are upcoming in the offseason. And so they figured the best place to, to put the drum was in Cooperstown, uh, where I think it belongs. 
Yeah, definitely. That's really a cool idea. You know, I remember talking to John, like, uh, you know, uh, he was talking about, you know, coming back. This is when he was sick. And he was coming back. He said, I'm, I'm coming back to the stadium. I'm going to climb the bleachers. And I said, well, what about the drum? Is somebody going to carry it for you? And he goes, I can't, the drum doesn't leave with me. You know, I, the drum sticks with me. He's going to carry the drum up. But unfortunately, that didn't work. So, but I think John would uh, appreciate you know, Cooperstown being the final resting place for his drum. Yeah, that'd be, uh, and, and there's a, a replica of the drum out in center field in, in Monument Park, uh, uh, for, uh, you know, the Guardians. So, uh, fans can, can see that out there, uh, as well. And that's been there since the start of the season, uh, when, after John, uh, Adams passed away in the offseason. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, uh, we will get back in touch with you on, uh, Monday. Uh, after the, the series in Toronto, I'm heading to, uh, to Minnesota. So we'll check in with you there. Uh, and we'll talk to you on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Good deal, Joe.